the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. An open line hour for our open lines Friday, 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. I think that open lines Friday phrase was an invention of Rush Limbaugh's, if I'm not mistaken. And what I always thought was interesting uh, about it is it was a nice thing, of course, but I think even on non-Fridays, you know, he would allow callers just to weigh in on anything that was really on their mind. I mean, he covered the universe, and so I think the universe – I didn't know – I, I all I'm trying to say is I didn't notice that there was anything particularly special about it. But it was a nice thing to close a Friday with nonetheless. 602-508-0960 is the price of your ticket to join us here today. We'll just go with who's been the most patient down the line. Tim in Peoria. Hello, buddy. Seth Leibson. How are you, sir? Once again, you lead the way as far as the airways are concerned. You're talking about vital stuff, and you, people, you put people on like Mr. Weipert. And Isn't he special? Was, uh, Isn't he great? He is. You know, once uh, when I started listening to your show last year, and once I, once I heard him, uh, I've done my best to read his report. I'm trying to buy every, every book that he's ever written because he is a mind that is it's very unique as yeah. far as his perspective yeah. on geopolitical um, grounds. Yep. Uh, and he makes it clear, doesn't he? he? He answers the question he and he's clear. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and another thing that he does for me, even though I like to think of myself as a smart guy, he dumbs it down. He really does. He puts it in a layman's terms that I can walk over to the water cooler and sit out and quote Mr. Weikert. And you, obviously. No, Tim, and, I got to um, tell you, I, you, I, I got to tell you, the smartest people I have known, I don't think they dumb it down. I think they are they are so confident in what they have to say and so able that it's just clear. I just think it's clear. I have seen this. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, I no, really I have. I have seen this with some of the I could name yeah. you the five smartest people I've ever run into. And I think it's true of all of them. And none of them would you say, uh, I don't think ever had to dumb anything down. They just make it clear. That's how you know you're in the sign of, in yeah. the presence of someone who knows what they're talking about. You can understand totally them. Agree. You know? Bill Bennett. Bill <laughs> Bennett does it for education as well. That's I, I love listening to Bill Bennett. But that's a that's a personal like of mine. In any event, I, I think it's the fakers. Here. I think it's the fakers who make it complicated. Uh, you know, I think of associate for example, the field of sociology and I hope not to step on anyone's toes here. But basically, I've come to think of the field of sociology as the great exemplar of this, Tim, uh, demonstrating the obvious with methods obscure. That's that's what the fakers sure. do. They they try and talk about the obvious in a way that you can't begin to understand them. But the smart people don't. Anyway, anyway, thank you. Yeah, no, I agree. I, in any event, what he does, he makes us understand it who are not swimming in the subject like he is. Um you know, we all we're talking about Ukraine. The American people are talking about Ukraine, Russia. Putin's a gangster. I like to give him a little more credit than just calling him a gangster. If you look at the history of uh, Vladimir Putin, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't uh, praise him. I don't look up at as like him being special. But po- politically 
and as a world leader, man, that guy's on the stage. But mm-hmm. one thing that's not being talked about is the maritime issue okay. uh, when it comes to Ukraine. We're talking fuel. We're talking gas prices. We're talking SWIFT, which I think that Biden made a big mistake in not pulling SWIFT into, uh, you know, into the boat, if you will, of um, sanctions. Weikert touched on it as far as no export of fuel being discussed. But on the maritime, I look at, you know, Ukraine is vital because it borders, it has Black Sea access, Sea of of Azov, and what does it have? 15 to 20 different ports that are very strategic, very busy, that have 500-plus cranes and all the port port tools that you need for a robust maritime trade apparatus. And I think that's not being discussed. Maybe it doesn't matter uh, so much as everything else does. I look at it a little bit differently. Um, on, on another note, as a combat veteran and what we're looking at, man, Snake Island, right? Mm-hmm. That 23-year-old soldier, he, he, he made the call that every combat veteran would like to make in his final moment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, when we look at it, uh, you know, I'm, I had a discussion, actually an argument with my wife last night when I saw more, uh, more stuff on, on social media about praying for Ukraine. And my response is very simple, and it comes from uh, Julius Caesar, the words of Mark Antony, cry havoc and let flip the dogs of war. Um, I don't think uh, this is a time for prayer. That's my own opinion. But I think what we need to do is uh, focus on meeting uh, force with force and hands clasped are hands that cannot fight. And I believe that right now we need hands that will fight. And we need to do it without compassion. We need to do it with resolve. And we don't need to look back. Because if you look on the video that they're releasing right now, not just on American media, but in foreign media, times are bad. You get you got people being run over. These are civilians, tanks, uh, bombs going off. You have Chernobyl being taken, which I don't know why that's so special other than the sim- sim- symbology of it. Yeah. But I was, you know, I'm, I'm curious to hear your opinion on the maritime element uh, it's not it's not as play. well it's not as well learned as yours I, I i wanted to ask you a couple more questions before we get yeah. to me if that's cool with you tim yes, uh first of all i keep reading from the media i was going to say the left but just i keep reading in the media that there's a right wing or conservative contingent in this country that is supportive of putin um, I don't know anyone in conservatism that is. Have, have I missed something? Have you seen anyone who's saying nice things about Putin on our side? I have not seen that person. I, I have not. I, what I do see, and if you, I'll use you know the the guy that's on the on the main stage for nice things, quote unquote, to say about Putin. When when Trump called him savvy, we understand that that there's context missing. It wasn't that he was praising, but. Leadership-wise, of, of a world of a world power, uh, what he did with Ukraine, he's been waiting to complete the circle That's right. since what 2007. Right. Obama started it with the release of Crimea when they were allowed right. to go in there. Right. And now what? And Putin promising is doing Vladimir under, Putin we wouldn't do missile defense, promising him that. So to right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. He took it all out of Eastern Europe. Right. And Taking it out of the, Poland uh, in the, the Czech Eastern Republic. Country. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely horrendous, you know, risking the safety of our NATO allies. Um, I don't see I see that their 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 choice of words on the uh, in the Republican Party are 
aren't being taken, aren't being used correctly. Like the word savvy, um, strategic. That is, uh, yeah, that's, know, that's better. Maybe that's a, that's a better. better word. Yeah. Or crafty, know, I'll go back to Bush and use crafty, clever. Uh, yeah. 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 Crafty, clever. Right. Yeah, right. He's a formidable opponent. And everybody says they're ramping up with Putin was just waiting for Biden to come in because Trump set this up. The one thing that nobody really wants to give President Trump credit for when you compare him with Putin, just like Putin, President Trump did have an X factor in that he was unpredictable. Yeah. Putin is unpredictable. And they met the unpredictable element uh, head on. Putin didn't make a move in four years of Trump, not because he was. You had, you had two world leaders. You, you had two world leaders. I don't know if Putin was a world leader, but yeah, he was. He was a superpower leader or a powerful leader. We could agree on at least that. You had two leaders when Putin was there and Trump was there that believed in the justness and righteousness of their own cause in their own country. Now, as between those two, you have one, and it's Putin. That's, I think, the difference. For sure. That's, I think, the difference. And if you look at Russia's footprint in Syria, the reason why they don't have a broader footprint and a more robust footprint in Syria it's because of the four years under Trump. Because to be honest with you, if it was, if it's not Ukraine, it's the Middle East. Right. It is the port of Tormuz, I believe, in Syria, the warm water port that Russia really wanted to have control of. And we didn't push him out of the Middle East, but we still, I think that we lighten the footprint, and I think that he's going to circle back depending on who wins in 2024. Um, you know, we need leadership. We don't need feckless lead from behind, and that's what we're getting with Biden. Uh, and what we also need is to really bring NATO, Italy, France, Germany, and remind them that after 1945, they're not in what they were in right. as far as the conditions right. because of America. Right. And they let it slip. And now they're That's putting right. money over the lives that are being lost in Ukraine. That's right. Ukraine has become the sacrificial lamb, and it, there, it's become the offering to Putin from Europe, and it's because of money. And it's because of fear, and we don't need fear. I think I think you said opinion. it all, Tim. I think you said it beautifully. I really do. I appreciate, I appreciate it, sir. No, I appreciate your call and everything you do. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. Let me put in a word for our sponsor, Balance of Nature. The fruits and veggies are made from fresh, whole produce using their advanced cold vacuum process. That's all that's in it. There is no sugar. There are no pesticides. There are no extracts, fillers, synthetics, or any other kinds of additives. I take it every single day. It is so easy to take. It's in vegetarian capsules that they have reduced it to. If you don't like swallowing the capsules, you can open them up. You can chew them. It's easy to take, and it will keep your immunity and energy high and boosted the natural way. Balance of Nature. Balanceofnature.com. Make sure to use discount code BALANCE. Little double McClintock right there for you on the Seth Leapson Show. Open line hour 602-508-0960. Coming to you live from the Guns Etc. Studios. There's our buddy Rob in surprise. Hello, Rob. Hey, uh, Seth, happy Friday, and I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks. You got um, any great plans um, yourself? Uh, no, mainly sticking around the house and doing house cleaning and laundry. It's pretty domesticated around here. Oh, and taking care of the dogs. I um, uh, I, I uh, echo Tim's sentiments about Brandon, of course. There's I something unique about today. his thinking and his uh, ability to communicate it, isn't it? He's really, he's that, really a that, gem. That's true. 
But even more importantly, I really, really like what Brian Kennedy had to say today, too. Good. Um, it, it was along the same line where he sort of made uh, uh, he made a lot of clarity about a lot of things that are, well, very unclear because, again, the media is not really telling us everything. And about half of the stuff that comes out of at least the social media uh, one of which in particular kind of caught my attention was, you know, one Ukrainian fighter pilot shot down six Russian airplanes. Well, that turns out not to be true right. because uh, the videos were uh, apparently from some sort of a uh, uh, flight simulator right. thing. And, and uh, Remember the and old phrase, there. truth is the first casualty of war? Remember that old one, old but, saw? That's right. Yeah. But, but I mean, you know, and we talk about, you know, Biden week. I guess he's going up to Delaware to eat his pudding this weekend, um, which gives you an idea, again, of the unseriousness of the whole thing here. Um, I worry about the administrative state that has allowed this all to happen with nobody dissenting. Um, I worry about uh, the fact that, you know, Putin, despite his fault, he's still a rational actor. And... He did the cost-benefit analysis. Oh, yeah. He took the measure of America uh, through the last yeah. four years, and this is what he's got to deal with now. I think he took the measure pretty well. I think I think that's very, very true. Um, I also think that he's um, betting that we're not going to do anything. Um, I think he's also betting that NATO's not going to do anything. Um, and all we're hearing is just a lot of, uh, of talk. And even with the sanctions, um, they're still they're still cleared to sell their oil and gas. Yeah. And of course, you know that's that's one of the biggest things that uh, makes them their money. Mm -hmm. um, and so we talk about well, the media and our so-called president talks about you know serious sanctions and yada yada. But if they're not going to be cutting off any oil or gas, and of course Europe needs that. Uh, which means that NATO's probably not really going to do anything other than maybe Poland, uh, like was mentioned earlier, who are taking in, you know, tons of Ukrainians, and God bless them. Yeah, God bless Poland. Poland for a lot of reasons, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, you know, they're still, they're not, the, 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 the sanctions aren't causing any disruption no. in the flow of energy. No, and Joe Biden said yesterday they'll take a couple months. My God, mm -hmm. they got to Kiev in a oh, day. I know. I know. And I, I just I just find this whole thing absurd. And, of course, the media doesn't report that. And and speaking of which, a couple of days ago, you made a really great uh, comment about how uh, notice how, and I'm not quoting you directly, but in general, notice how all the big issues from the previous week right. are no longer being discussed. Right. And. And so, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the conspiracy theorist in me is thinking, well, you know, uh, you know, that's on to something here. Never I ignore think. the power of the crisis industrial complex. Never ignore that's it. That's right. I mean, last, you know, last week. Uh, I know what you're yeah, talking yeah. about, though. I, I mean, I was saying, you know, I think I was lamenting something that was said on CNN about uh, all the, 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 a new study, a new study that, that found all the negative mental and, and cognitive effects from the COVID mitigation strategies on children. And I said, unexpected to who? And yeah. I said, it almost makes you think when we were talking in 2020 about a second pandemic coming, being, 
youth mental health and 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 everything that that came out of the school closures. Um, it's almost as if I mean it was so bleedingly obvious that this was going to happen, and it was so equally bleedingly obvious that we should not be afraid of our children when it came to COVID, or that they should be afraid of it. It was so bleedingly obvious you had you had to almost conclude that they wanted that second pandemic for their crisis when the first pandemic ended, right? Yeah, well, I, I think I, yeah, I think you're relating to something. I, I think I said something along those lines. Yeah, and and you also even added the uh, Hillary Clinton right, factor, right? Right. About about these, uh, you know, uh, tapes and sanctions and, and what have you. Right. And I, I think I worry more about what the media doesn't report about all this because now it's, it's all Ukraine 24-7. Do you know all that the CDC this morning unveiled – do you know that the CDC this morning unveiled – funny use of that word. I don't mean it that way, but unveiled new new mask guidelines, relaxed the masking guidelines. Are you aware of that? Really? Yeah. I, um, what a I great day to so, do it, yeah. huh? Yeah, well – it's about damn time. It, a, a, it is, and it's long past that time, right? That's what you mean by that. And oh, yeah. it's well past that time, and no one's going to challenge them on any of the science of this or what concluded or what studies led oh, them no. to this. It's it's just, no. you know, we can quietly walk away from everything we got wrong. Yeah. Right now is the time yeah. to do it. If you're going to walk away way, quietly on everything we got wrong, let's do it in the midst of a bigger crisis. That, that's right. And oh, by the way, the last time I checked, our border is still wide open. Yeah. There okay. is a national conversation and an international conversation about the sanctity of the Ukraine border. Uh, yeah. There is travel to Europe by the vice president, the speaker of the House, to deal with protecting Ukraine's border. Do you remember what right. was it? it was Lester Holt about a year ago? Kamala Harris was on Lester Holt's NBC, was doing a Lester Holt interview. And he said, uh-huh. you, you haven't been to the border. And she laughed and said, so what? I haven't been to Europe either. Well, she, says, she can now take well, that one off her list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Europe before the border, right? She's done and, Europe. And she's accomplished about as much in Europe as she had at the border. Exactly right. Zero. Yeah, exactly you know? right. So, so anyway, I, I just find that uh, there's a lot that we're not being told. Um, the greatest bias, that, Dennis Prager has said for years, the greatest media bias is in what they don't tell you. Exactly, and I think and, I think you're onto that. Think, yeah, yeah, and I, and I think guys like uh, uh, Brian Kennedy and and uh, Brandon are uh, doing the United States a huge favor in telling the truth, telling what's wrong. I can also tell you about. Uh, I think Tim mentioned something about our maritime power. Um, right now, there's an awful lot of our ships that are rusty and damaged, and they're deployed. Yep. And that tells me something about uh, the the maritime na- naval leadership structure that thinks that, you know, it used to be you, you run a tight ship and you make the ship look good. And now you've got ships running around the world full of rust, full of uh, decay. And that tells me that they're not even taking that kind of stuff. Seriously, which Did, means didn't the first thing they used to ask before a ship went went out? Didn't the first thing they say, the captain say, is does the ship have integrity? Yes, the yeah. ship has integrity. And, and, I, and I'm worried about our ship worry. of state having integrity at this point. But well, I am too. But you're right. You know what the most okay. important thing is? You just said, Rock. Meaning, no disrespect. Okay. You won't take it this way. I hope. No. If you know what you just said about our navy, guess who else does? I mean, if well, you know it, Vladimir Putin know. knows it. Yeah. 
Yeah. They know it because their ships are out there looking yeah. at it. <laughs> Bless you, sir. Have a good weekend. I'm Seth. We'll be right back. Weren't they getting back together and doing a new concert tour, Abba? I thought for some reason I heard that. Are they coming here? Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Uh, Nikita in Phoenix. Hello, Nikita. Welcome. Hey, Seth. How are you doing? I'm well, sir. How are you? Good. So I wanted to kind of give you a call and give my side. I was born in Donetsk, Ukraine, and I've lived in the U.S. for 20 years now. My grandma is still in Donetsk, and uh, she has been shelled and was attacked by Ukrainian forces for the last eight years. By Ukrainian forces? By Ukrainian forces, correct. She is in one of the rebel republics. Ah, yeah, I'm with you now. Okay, I'm I'm caught up. Go ahead. Sorry about that. She has been attacked for eight years. She is a non-combatant, and it was Ukrainian forces shelling them. The situation, I believe, my opinion, started in 2004 from the Orange Revolution when Viktor Yushchenko was elected. Right. And U.S. was the key sponsor of that event. They supported him. Right. Then in 2014, the, revol- the new revolution, the Euromaidan, was again entirely sponsored by the United States. Victoria Nuland famously was down there passing out cookies. Not a name I had heard in a while. Good memory. Thank you for that. Yes, right. Yeah. He was passing Nuland. out cookies. Right. And for the last eight years, again, my grandma was shelled by the Ukrainian forces and by, unfortunately, nationalist battalions like Azov, and Aizar, they are white supremacist battalions in Ukraine. And for the eight years, Russia attempted to negotiate peace through Minsk agreement and trying to get Zelensky, uh, before him, Poroshenko, then Zelensky, to come to the table. All of that has failed. And unfortunately, I believe Ukraine was led on by partly our government with the promise of joining NATO, of support. Right. And that kind of emboldened them not to negotiate peace. People in Donbass region, they wanted just to have their own language and some semblance of autonomy. Okay. They wanted peace all this eight years. My grandma slept for eight years and still does with a bag to run to the uh, bomb shelter. She had to replace windows twice because the bombs blew up. They took out her windows. It's just and, awful. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's awful. And people and, here have uh, no idea what that kind of life is like. Go ahead. No, no. And, and believe me, she is... Right now, she told me that's the first time in years when there is no shooting because the battle lines have moved. Yeah. And uh, the Ukraine, for eight years, if you followed the story, they were saying we were fighting Russia, we were fighting Russia. Well, now they fought Russia for two days, and the country is ready to fall. So, uh, unfortunately, I believe that in this situation, Ukraine should have been given a status, status like Switzerland, kind of a neutral country. And Russia demands for some security have been respected. I believe that Russia has a valid claim for we would like some security. We want Ukraine to remain neutral. And I think this was a case of just people poking the bear for way too long. And at this point, Putin had, as I believe, no choice but to start this invasion. I watched his speech. I watched his cabinet meeting. I believe that he really did not want to do it. It was a forced decision. What can I say, Nikita? What can I say? Um, what What would you like Joe Biden to say? What would you like the president of the United States to say? 
I think at this point he needs, if he wants to stop the war, it ha- he has to come up with one thing. One, Ukraine will remain neutral with guarantees of U.S. safety, but there will be no U.S. attack weapons or anti-missile defense system in Ukraine. Uh, this is it. I, th- I believe if he says that, that Ukraine is not joining NATO, it will be neutral, but it will be protected. Any other, any intervention on the territory by Russia will be uh, constituted as attack on America. But Ukraine is not joining NATO. So I think that's the key point that Putin wants to see, that Ukraine will remain neutral and there will be no American attack weapons in Ukraine. I believe that's the key. That stops the war today. Nikita, thank you. Have you, have you, have you been able to talk with your grandmother? Yes. So but we can't call her directly because the phones are not recognized. But through Skype, we're able to talk. And I mean, she's 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 fine. But again, she's nervous what's going to happen because she's watching TV. She wants to figure out, is it safe? Should she evacuate? She doesn't want to do it. She's going to be 89 years old in March. So she doesn't want to leave her place. I understand. Nikita, thank you for that call. I appreciate it. Uh, we have more on hold 602-508-0960. We will be right back. You hear one thing about a song from someone else and then you associate them with that song every time. And it's an odd thing because I once heard Hugh Hewitt say that, you know, that is he and his wife's favorite song and they play it to and dance to it their whole anniversary. And, you know, I like you, Hugh Hewitt very much. I, I, I love you. And um, it just I'd rather think of someone else when I hear that song. I should tell him that. He has to undo it for me. Dustin's in Peoria. Hello, Dustin. Hello, Seth. How are you? Can you hear me? Yeah, go right ahead. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, good evening. I wanted to bring up uh, the fact that some of our politicians with their, uh, you know, or their children that are... Uh, like the Romneys, the Dustin, uh, you did you you did lose me. It was something broke up. Go ahead and just start over if you don't mind. I, I lost okay, a, a so connection. Was, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was bringing up the the fact that the uh, you know the Ukrainian energy companies over there with Burisma, you know, the, oh yeah, the Biden uh-huh. Biden uh, uh, scandal going on with that, right. and then the you got the Romneys, and then you have uh, the Pelosi's. And then John Kerry's family involved, but he's more concerned about climate change. So let's, you know, let's not worry about that. How dumb do you have to be to say what he said? I just, you know, we were told these people were smart. They are not smart people. Just to be that dumb and that tin-eared and tone-deaf to say what he said. I guess there's nothing so powerful as ideology. He really believes it. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Dustin. Go ahead. I just (laughs) parenthetically had to put that in there. I'm sorry. No, you're you're 100% correct. It was like... You know, he goes on this rant, and he's like, "But you know, climate energy." Yeah, climate let's not lose our I, let's not lose our focus. That is the focus, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. So, but I mean, <clears throat> my so there's a you know there's a theory going around. I don't know if this is you know how true this is or not, but the whole the whole point is you know the the Ukrainian uh, the country of Ukraine has a lot of uh, back ties to the Clinton Foundation too, since starting since '94 until like 2014. So you, you tend to wonder, is this, you know, kind of a wag the dog, let's cover our trail? And so is Putin really going in there to expose the corruption that the United States is really involved in? And how deep does this, you know, rabbit hole go? 
I was kind of curious on your take on that. I didn't know if you, you touched base on that yet or not. Cast it to me again, Dustin. I kind of met, it just the connection wasn't. It, I, I'm just having a hearing problem today. It's not you. It's me. P- pitch me that question one more time. With my apologies. No, it's okay. I was just curious on your take on that with the involvement of the politicians, yeah. you know, family members involved with the energy yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, companies in Ukraine. Yeah, and okay, thank you. The the fact the fact that Russia is going in there and is you know is Russia going in there to expose the corruption that the United States is involved to uh-huh. to show how you know how we're not on this in this ivory tower looking down upon everybody that we are just as bad as these third world countries too. Um, yes. Uh, thank you for the question, Dustin. I have, I'll admit a weakness on my part. Maybe, maybe it's a weakness. I'll leave it to you all to judge. I'm open to you calling it a weakness uh, is what I'm trying to say. I have never really done the dives that a lot of people I'm grateful have done. Uh, Peter, what's his name? He's uh, Schweitzer does great work on this. Uh, 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 at looking at the politicians' financial, American politicians' financial interests. I've read some books on them, uh, and I haven't in a long time uh, because I just found this very thing kind of interesting from my perspective, Dustin. I couldn't tell a difference in policy between those I was reading about having corrupt ties to industries, particularly it seems like oil comes up an awful lot, and for many years there were a lot about the oil ties to Saudi, the Saudi families and the Kuwaiti families and that sort of stuff. But I couldn't discern an actual policy difference between those I was reading about and those who you know, shared those ideologies that seemingly had no business ties. I'm against any kind of corruption, and I do believe uh, political leaders owe it to us to disclose any conflicts of interest. Of course, I believe that. Probably the single worst violator of it right now is Nancy Pelosi. Probably. Probably. Um, But it is not – you're right to point out too, it is not exclusively a Democratic Party problem. It is a Republican Party problem as well. You mentioned a few. Um, But I think at the end of the day what I said matters a little bit more. I'm not discounting what you said. I just haven't haven't been able to make the connection as much as the one I, I kind of said with you vis-a-vis John Kerry. I think the financial ties are one thing. But on the other hand, you're talking Pelosi's, you're talking Kerry's, you're talking, you know, multimillionaire families. You have to wonder, you know, how much more money they need to put their reputations on the line should they ever be discovered for currying certain kinds of favor. You have to wonder about that. And I know there's greed, too. But nothing has proven to me more powerful than ideology, honestly, honestly, more powerful than financial investment. I have found I mean, and I think that is what explains the the what I would call the idiocy of John Kerry's statement. He actually believes it. He truly believes that's why you would say something so stupid. I can think of no other reason. He truly believes the eye on the ball here is the progressive agenda. The progressive agenda he uses is uh, the is is greenery is the environmental crisis. Uh, the crisis industrial complex has many departments and many floors and stops on that elevator. His is the environment, and you can wage an awful lot of crisis and concern 
and an awful lot of, um, shall we say, disruption by calling something a crisis. And the climate has been the traditional one for the left for many, many years. Even when we were doing the population bomb as the crisis of the 1970s, it was always wedded to the environment. And Al Gore just picked it up from there. And I guess from there we got to what? Greta Thunberg. And now back to John Kerry. So I'm open to it, Dustin. I really hope I'm not discounting what you said. I don't mean to be. I just haven't focused on it as much. When I was looking at it some years ago, admittedly, I couldn't find as much a connection between those invested and those not invested that could answer for something that was stronger. And that stronger thing was true belief, true ideology. Hope that helps. If you uh, didn't get a chance to get on today, please call us back on Monday and let us know. We'll put you right on. We'll put you right at the top of the list. I apologize. We just ran out of uh, time here. I do want to thank you for spending some of your afternoon with us. We're thinking about foreign policy. We're thinking about America. We're thinking about a lot of things. And um, I'm thinking of the story of uh, the cable received by Abraham Lincoln after Gettysburg from General Meade who told Lincoln that at least we chased the enemy off our soil. And Bill's nodding his head. He knows the story. It's a good one. And Lincoln turns to his secretary, John Hay, and says, when will my generals get it into their head that it's all our soil? Go back and read some of Reagan's foreign policy speeches. Maybe read the Evil Empire speech if you want, the National Association of, e of Evangelicals. And you will see what a holistic approach truly is to foreign policy. It was a speech that ranged from everything that you would expect a speech to the National Association of Evangelicals to be that ends with a line about the Soviet Union that drove the media nuts when he called them the focus of evil in our world. But what I want you to look at is how he integrated everything he believed, how all of his beliefs were our soil. All of it was our soil, the whole territory, and how he connected it. And I think when we think about what we should do or should not do vis-a-vis -vis Russia, Ukraine, you name it, anywhere, I want the holistic approach the way Reagan had it, the way Reagan thought about it, and the way Brian Kennedy amended it today on the show in the uh, second hour. First and foremost – is it good for Americans? Then let's have a discussion about what is good for Americans. Folks, it was a long week. Our prayers and sympathies, of course, go out to the people of Ukraine. Of course they do. Of course they do. And we'll catch up more on Monday. And until then, God bless you all. Class is dismissed. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.